Alright guys, welcome back to RTW's Wild History Ride. I'm Thomas. I'm Will. And I'm Rhonda. And on today's episode, Will's going to be taking charge and doing another one of his questionable stories. Uh, not as questionable as the last one was. Well, I don't know about that because our last one was... Oh, what? The Lawson Family? No. Oh, we I had you We had about. a brand new release of, I guess it would be a, considered a teaser or a backdoor pilot for our new podcast yes it was like all town missing i kind of uh bamboozled thomas and ronda into starting like yes because i do not enjoy true crime unlike (laughs) these two well ronda knows true crime's where it's at yeah definitely i I don't like it i I don't i know you guys do i know a lot of people do it's just not where i'm at shoot i love people love the macabre they love the you know unknown they love the creepy that's just what they do and it's just not me so, but I will say, so our first episode, if you guys hear it, you can hear it on the same feed as RTW's Wild History Ride right. so far. But um, it's on the disappearance of Miss Ruth Dorsey, who was actually one of my mother's, uh, or she played the piano at my mother's uh, church back when she was younger. So that was like, it's really interesting. It's kind of an ongoing thing for us that we're investigating. Yes. But with that being said, we'll take it away. All right, you guys. So today I've entitled this one, The Unfortunate Story of Octavia Hatcher. Do y'all know who Octavia Hatcher is? Never heard her before. No, no idea. So I will say, so some of the things have said, you know, um, this has never been officially proven. I think it might have been just kind of local legend in the town. And maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. But um, I'll kind of go into uh, the story. But um, one of the articles that I got this information from was uh, is the story of Octavia Octavia Hatcher, which was uh, posted by Dave Tabler on um, AppalachianHistory.net. And so a lot of this information was probably... Appalachia or Appalachia? It says Appalachian. Appalachian? <laughs> I don't know. No, there, there's... Uh, Appalachicola? No, it's a thing, uh, depending on where you're from, it's pronounced differently. Mm-hmm. It's just like every other freaking word. True. I feel like. Pecan, okay. pecan. Tomato, tomato. Okay, question. Yeah. Where exactly, I assume you mean the Appalachian Mountains, where exactly in the mountains? So, this actually took place in Pikeville, Kentucky. Oh, okay. So, that's where, that's uh, allegedly, allegedly reportedly, as my mom likes to say. So, uh, oh, by the way, too, before we get started, I, I meant to say we had a special guest on that uh, other podcast that we did. We sure did. And so it was my mother, Melissa Hearn. Um, she helped me research this case, helped me do all this stuff. So if you guys want to hear her and how sound how you know we sound alike, I don't know if we did we laugh in the podcast. I don't know. If we I did. don't know if you did or not, but you guys have the exact same laugh. We have the very same laugh. So it's- and my brother does too. Yeah, if the three of them are laughing, you're sitting there going, oh, good Lord. You're like, God, is it the apocalypse? Like, what's happening? Um, So I will say a lot of the information was also provided by a woman named Jessica Forsyth, who is a local historian. Um, Apparently, she serves as the director of activities and events for the Big Heritage Center in Pikeville, Kentucky. So I think it was kind of like uh, just a generalized information from um, David and Jessica for this article. So we're going to start the story with a man named James Hatcher, who is a successful businessman in several different types of ventures. Um, He was also uh, apparently known as one of the wealthiest and most affluent but eccentric people in Pikeville. Um, He found success in the coal mining and timber industries and even owned property from Pikeville to present-day Coal Run. So I didn't know how far 
this information was or like how far uh, those two places were from one another. So I looked it up on Google Maps and I think it's around an eight mile trip in between the two places. So I guess it's like a 10 minute drive nowadays. So that's pretty good. So um, later in his life, Hatcher ended up building a hotel. It was uh, called the Hotel James Hatcher in Pikeville, which was um, advertised as fireproof. So I guess people and patrons could uh, feel safe while they were sleeping there. Um it was printed uh, with, like, the walls of the actual, uh, I guess, the hotel were printed with some of his favorite quotes and sayings. So I don't really know what that would look like. Like, you know, we, my favorite saying is two tears in a bucket. I can't finish that saying. But, I mean, would I, would, would I have that on the wall? Like, I don't know. So I don't really know what sayings were on the wall here. Um but beside, uh, he ended up he ended up um, having um, in the actual like lobby of the hotel. I think he ended up uh, have, hosting a museum of some sorts that uh, included like medical marvels, like the Iron Lung. Like he had that chilling out. Oh my out. gosh! And uh, he did have uh, that seems pretty cool. But he did have something a little bit more macabre uh, in like er, like in the you know lobby. What what do you guys think? Like if you were expecting something creepy in a lobby. Well, I don't know. You got me with the iron lung. I mean, yeah. that, that is pretty darn creepy. Of course, not. I'm not a medical person like yeah. you are, so you probably find it interesting, but I'm like, wow, that is just that would be cool. weird. And I, I'm sorry, I, I was laughing earlier, Will, because you said he was wealthy and eccentric. I guess if you're poor, you're just weird. <laughs> Very yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. Well, poor and weird. I said, me and Thomas, I guess. Um, hey, I wouldn't call myself poor. I'm just not wealthy i love the fact that you didn't say like didn't take offense to the weird it was the uh poor thing i love that yeah oh no i i, I fully embrace the weird oh shoot this podcast i'm told i think we've embraced our weird the entire time i didn't even think about that when you said that right that's so funny <laughs> um so oh so what do you guys think that besides the iron lung if you had anything else creepy like what what, what would you put something creepy like if you had to think of something well <clears throat> oh, i don't know um uh- Certainly syringes with big gauge needles. That would be creepy. Uh, If I'm going with creepy, okay, um, like a little girl's dress from like a missing person's case. Oh, see, see, that is pretty creepy. Actually, that might be more. If if you were going creepy, I mean, why not? That might be more creepy. creepy. Yeah, that might be more creepy than what he actually had. Apparently, he actually had his coffin like. In the um, like lobby, apparently. So he had crafted this apparently years before his death, and it actually latched on the inside, or I think it latched on the inside and had some kind of special tool, basically, to where if he woke up or something like that, maybe in his coffin, he could unlatch it and get out, I think is what some of the reports had said. Okay, let's stop and remember. If you're in the ground, there's an awful lot of dirt on top of you. Oh, yeah, true. I guess, like, you know, it was just more for the benefit of having, like, uh, some kind of, you know, oh, well, just in case, like, maybe, like, before the, you know, I was put in the ground, maybe I can get myself out before then. Oh, um, uh, hold up a second. I'm sorry, I have to cut you off. I, I was wondering why Pikeville sounded so familiar to me. Yeah. Kentucky. Hatfield and McCoy feud. Oh, that was from Pikeville. Yes, really? the, the McCoys were from Pike or from Pike County. Yeah. Well, if you guys, so part of it actually took place in Pikeville. I knew it was, it was about as far west in Kentucky yeah. or east in Kentucky as you can get. Yeah. So yeah. they've had some pretty strange and eccentric characters all in Pikeville. Yeah, yeah, sounds like it. 
So apparently Hatcher actually had a crippling fear of being buried alive. So I, I guess like I, and you remember I, in my Q and A, one of the Q and A's we said, that was one of my worst fears is being oh, buried yeah. alive. Oh yeah. I mean, that, that'd be pretty creepy. I think that's a very rational fear to have, yes. honestly. Um, I would agree with you. So uh, let me see here. Sorry, you guys I have these all uh, kind of listed down here. Um, so Hatcher actually had a pretty good reason as to fear being buried alive. So in 1889, Hatcher was married to a young girl named Octavia Smith. And as this episode is titled, she met with an unfortunate end. Um, the marriage itself was pretty brief and only produced one son named Jacob. And apparently Jacob had gotten sick shortly after he uh, was born. And so he actually died uh, pretty soon after. I'm not sure how soon after. It might have delved into the article, but I, I didn't have it in my notes here. But we've discussed that a lot of children during this time really didn't make it into adulthood and if they did they probably wouldn't live all that long like i don't really know what the max uh age you could be like you know what was the average lifespan probably i don't know i feel like i've heard in in that time it was like 40s 50s like something like that something like that yeah um the article actually states that there were very few vaccines and medications for treatment at the time and some illnesses like the common cold that we pretty fight read like readily today yeah. were pretty deadly back then, as yeah. you know, as you've all heard before. And I can imagine some of the cures were probably worse than the illness. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like I don't know. It's like here's this. Cyanide. Oh, you have a headache. I'm gonna take a nail and bust your skull open. Well, you yeah. remember, I think I've seen like you know cyanide pills back in the day, or like you know something like oh, that. Yeah. It's like creep, you know, weird uh, arsenic. Ars- arsenic. That was what I was thinking. Yeah. Arsenic. Yeah. Um. So. <clears throat> Uh, we're going to go uh, back to the story here. So Jacob and Octavia um, ended up uh, there. Well, James, sorry, uh, Jacob, who was Octavia and James's son, he died in 1891. There we go. Sorry, I thought that uh, I didn't think I had that in there. Um, Octavia herself didn't handle this loss very well. Um, so she ended up kind of going into a deep depression and then she soon like took to the bed and uh, she eventually ended up taking ill and then she kind of slowly deteriorated just yeah. because, you know, you're not moving, you're not up and breathing, you know, good and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breathing well, I guess I should say. Um, so she was actually, um, she went into a coma shortly after that and she was pronounced dead of unknown causes on May 2nd, 1891. Heartbreak. It's called heartbreak. heartbreak. Yes. I don't. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that was like a thing back in the day, like died of a broken heart or something you, like you that. You can do it now. You can. You can. It's a. It's an actual treatment. Basically, it's like you reach such a depression that your heart all but gives out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've seen before, too, like, you know, in the notebook or something like that. Like, you, well, I guess it wasn't them, but they, like, died at the same time. And if one person, li- I think of, like, June. Spoiler alert. Oh, I know. For that 2004 <laughs> movie. Um, well, to be fair, I've never watched the whole movie. Oh, I know. You're just, you well, look like. Well, what's the, the point? Yeah. <laughs> You look like the type that would watch the notebook. Can I tell yeah, you? I know, I do. I really do. What was that uh, funny thing we were listening to some radio station? They were like, I don't think a grown man's listening to Taylor Swift. I took offense to that. I listen to Taylor Swift. <laughs> Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodriguez. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't listen to Olivia as much. Yeah. Um, apparently, uh, so as we, like, she died on May 2nd, 1891. So apparently it was pretty hot that summer and embalming bodies wasn't really a common practice at the time. So the townsfolk pretty much wasted no time. Oh, no, I've got a, I've got a bad feeling. About what's about to happen. Do you happen. think you know where this is going? Really? Not a not a cask of Amontillado. What, what was what was that other story that Edgar Allan Poe did? There was a premature burial. That was it. Yeah, premature burial. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I think you have a good idea as where, where this is going to yes. go. Oh, God. So she was eventually laid to rest shortly after. So weirdly enough, after she was, you know, laid to rest in her, you know, grave, some of the townsfolk actually became afflicted with an illness that was very similar to what um, Octavia had gone through. And it was like a certain type of sleeping sickness. sickness. So we know that today there's a sleeping sickness that is, um, I think, or like carried by... I, don't remember. It's like the setsy fly, I guess. Zitsi. 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 There's it's not a Z. A, there's not a Z in this. It's a T. It, isn't it a TZ or is mm. it TS? TS. I think it's still Z-Z. pronounced Zitsi. It sounds but, good to me. Yeah. Whatever some fly is, I'm telling you, I said I never trust those flies. Um, a person would be placed into a coma and then slowly begin to awaken is kind of mm-hmm. like that illness, I guess, that oh, yeah. took its course. So Hatcher and his family kind of became a little concerned. They were like, oh, I wonder. How if- many days later was this? You know, I think um, it doesn't say in the specific notes that I found, but I don't think it was very long after. I'm assuming that it would probably been maybe, and this is just speculation, probably like maybe a week or so. Yeah, long enough for a normal illness to run its course. Yeah, and then they're mm-hmm. like, oh. You know, maybe we should go check. So, uh, they, the Hatcher and his family began to worry about whether or not Octavia had actually fallen a victim to this disease and maybe she had been buried alive, like, accidentally at the time. So, in an attempt to investigate this, James had the coffin emergently exhumed to see if his suspicions were indeed correct. And much to his horror, um, after the exhumation was complete, James realized that the lid of Octavia's coffin hadn't been airtight and she had awoken from the sickness buried alive. So, in her terror, Octavia had torn the lining of the lid off of her coffin and bloodied her hands and contorted her face in terror as she slowly died of oxygen deprivation. That Mm. is messed up, but you know that's uh, part of the reason why during a certain period in time, people were buried with their toes tied to a bell that way if they woke up, it would ring the bell. And there was actually a uh, I can't remember if he was a composer or a pianist, but uh, Chopin Mm. he, uh, he put in his will that when he died he wanted his heart removed. That way there would be no chance of him being buried alive because oh, he feared okay. it so bad. Well, actually, I fear it too. I feel like, well, and nowadays too, I think like, you know, you obviously have more um, ways of telling if a person's dead, EKG, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, stuff yeah. like that. But, you know, I guess at the time they were thinking they maybe- They did not have that. They didn't have it. And also like at the time, like maybe her breathing had become so shallow and, yeah, and you know, they things couldn't like pick that. it up. And there's a lot of times where you won't pick up a pulse if someone's blood pressure is incredibly low. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like if somebody's been- sleep and extremely yeah. sick well yeah. especially if it's low like you said you're not really going to probably get like a radial pulse you might have to do like core like your carotid yeah. or your femoral yeah, and a lot of doctors will just check the yeah. wrist and i think that, they, little, uh, that little one yeah there's a rule um too i think like in emergency medicine or something like that you know if they don't have time to get like a manual blood pressure because someone's like actively bleeding out if they can't feel a radial they're like okay so we know it's like less than 80 or something like that like the systolic mm. basically so i think and it, don't quote me on that i know that there's a rule in there somewhere uh i was never an emergency room nurse or an emt so don't come for me for that but um, so James, after he kind of learned this, was apparently never really the same. Um, he had had a life well, size. I, I wouldn't be either. He just murdered his wife. Well, he didn't. The circumstances did. I yeah, but be. still, you're going to sit there and blame yourself for the rest of your life. Well, he was a hey, listen. He was sweet enough. To, I'm sure give her a nice little burial and was heartbroken. I can't. Oh, I can't. I'm sure. But still. Well, I'm sure he felt bad about it but think about the doctor or whomever pronounced her dead. Yes, oh yeah yes. yeah he he's traumatized for life well yeah. i mean shoot at the time the doctors are like 
witch, you know, or something like that. They're just, you know, I don't know, probably not then, but uh, I'm just like, I feel like that's probably what. Uh, not affli- far off. Affliction. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say you're wrong. Well, no, I guess this was what uh, Salem witch was like 1400s or 1500s. I think it was 1600s. Wasn't oh God, I'm like, yeah, way, it was way like off. it was like a hundred years before uh, the revolution. Abigail Williams, I'm telling you, don't trust her. Um, beyond the grave. Uh, let's see. Oh crap, guys! I'm sorry. Well, um, uh, hang on, not to change the subject, but didn't wasn't there a nursery rhyme about ringing the bell? Oh, there was. I, think I don't I, remember yes, what it is. I think I remember. I vaguely do remember. Yeah, something I like remember that. something about it. I don't remember what the yeah, nursery I rhyme is. We'll have to look that up. Maybe yeah. we can do like an addendum or something like that. Oh, we'll we'll say it at the very end of this podcast. <laughs> um, let's see here. So he actually ended up having a life-sized monument to Octavia, kind of erected over her new burial place. I guess they once they exhumed her, they decided to put her somewhere else. Yeah. Um, in one of the arms, the statue apparently held a baby, which was representative of Jacob, and apparently the location of the hotel that James had built um, allowed him to look up towards the you know the statue and then she could kind of look down towards him so I guess like the graveyard or wherever she was buried was like you know near the area so over the years um, some of the great the, the grave has faced vandalism so much so that the current generations of the Hatcher family have erected fences around the plots of the deceased in an attempt to prevent any further like vandalism from occurring um, I did see something that said like because um, uh, I think once um um, James died. He, uh, I think like the baby that had once been in the arms of, um, Octavia, like the statue, it was actually, it had been vandalized and placed at the bottom, like near James's, um, plot, I guess. But I think I read somewhere else too, that there was like an addendum to this saying that the, uh, statue never held like a baby. It was an umbrella. So I'm like, I don't know. An umbrella. I, I don't know what the umbrella is. Maybe she was Mary Poppins. Um, so legends over the years, like like I said, they face vandalism. I think it's been kind of uh, a little bit better since they've erected those fences. Um, legends say, though, there's like a little creepy legend, um, says that sometimes you can hear a kitten crying near the gravesite or see a mysterious haze around the statue of Octavia herself. And on the anniversary of her death, some have even said that the statue will turn and face the opposite direction. Well, yeah, I was expecting something like that. I mean, surely to goodness... It- Ghost stories. There has to be a ghost story involved with that. Yes, and I think too. Like, uh, I, like that's pretty creepy. Like, I, I can imagine. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the townsfolk though, like, deliberately turned it somehow or whatever, just to like make it a little bit more creepy for like the onlookers. I can just imagine the kids that go hang out at the graveyard on Halloween. Yeah, well, and that's yeah. the thing too. Like, she would. If uh, I feel like that would be something I would have done back in the day. Like, <laughs> ooh, let's go to the creepy, you know, statue or whatever haunted statue. Um. I do need to say that some of the other articles that I've accessed call into question the truthfulness of the story. Um, I don't think there's any actual proof that Octavia was ever buried alive. I think that any newspaper articles that would have had like her, um, like the information of the obituary and stuff like that would have, uh, it, they've never found anything about that. And also, I don't think, uh, James really ever mentioned anything to, uh, like, uh, like any of his letters or diaries or anything like that or anything that was writing of his have said that, oh, you know, I regret when Octavia, like, I think that he really did love her and was like, she was like the love of his life, I think. But I've never seen anything that's the truthfulness of like her, you know, uh, dying in this way. But maybe it was just like some thing because due to his like eccentric you know personality maybe they were like oh let's come up with some creepy thing because he like had the iron lung in his coffin in the you know lobby of uh his hotel 
So um, that's, that's about. Yeah, I, I'll probably start coming up with some random theories about the guy. Yeah, well, you know, and that's how like small towns and stuff like that kind of oh, yeah. do. So I feel like we, you know, have heard things like we had a little house that was in between. Uh, uh, I don't know, Thomas, if you remember, I'm sure you do, but like the the middle school where we went, we had a little house in between there that was like, oh, it's supposedly haunted. And, you know, oh, stuff yeah, like yeah. That. The, uh, uh, mm-hmm. oh, do we, do we want to say it? Uh, no, we don't. <laughs> but, uh, you know. I'm about to just say where we live. I know. But, you're uh, like, we're going to give it away. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> oh, well, whatever. But I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, we had like, you know, creepy things like that. We have a little historic district that I think had like creepy stories and stuff. So, you know, it's just it's interesting to talk about. Yes, we did. Because I was actually researching those, some of those when we were doing our ghost story segment. And I realized where some of these houses were in yeah. that town. And I'm like, no, I don't don't want to know. Don't well, I'm just glad know. we never got a house in the historic <laughs> district or anything like that. I would never want a house like that. It's like, oh, this was alive in the, or, you know, up and running in the 1860s. I'm like, absolutely not. I'm like, I don't <laughs> want to go somewhere that any, like, soldiers from the Civil War stayed or anything like that. No. No. Um, no. <laughs> well, I, I do have a question before yeah, we yeah. wrap it up. Is the hotel still there? So I think the hotel is there. I don't think it's a functioning hotel anymore. I I do think, I don't know what exactly I had. Let me see here. Oh, you know what? I do think I have it in the higher notes here. So apparently, um, so I think the building, okay. So I think here's what it is. The area houses, the East Kentucky Exposition Center, I think is what it is now. So maybe they, you know, took aspects of it and kind of kept it. I'm not completely sure. I haven't researched the actual thing, but I don't, I do not think it's a functioning hotel anymore. But um, I don't know. I guess like, you know, uh, who knows? Who's to say? Maybe Octavia did meet with a untimely demise. Who knows? Mm. But that is all I have. I think I will say the only uh, the other article that I think I accessed was uh, it was called Octavia Hatcher: The Legend That Never Dies by Mary Ann Fletcher. This was on wymt.com. I think that was a 2018 article. But that's all. That's all I had for this one. But I was like, you know what? It's not quite as bad as the two before podcasts before. I, I suppose. But no, it's no, not. Not nearly. But all right, guys, thank y'all so much for listening. It is a blast to do this, as always. Y'all, check out the other podcast. We are yes, so excited. Small Town Missing. I was like, Small Town Missing. We have freaking music. Yes, we do. We have music. It's Go very good to music. It. it is good music. It's <laughs> I, like I like, I like our cover art. I do, too. I do, too. Uh, you know, I, be, I meant to ask too. Like, were you? Uh, can we have like our cover art on there and stuff like that for that episode? It's on there. Oh, that's so cool. Okay, cool. Y'all yeah. go check it out. I already if put it on it. there. It is what it is. Anybody argues with me, it's too late. <laughs> but that's it. But I hope Sounds you guys uh, come on back. But all right. See y'all next time. Bye, Bye guys. Week.